about spiders where he's saying that they're always ready you never see a spider like like a cat like laying on its side with his legs stretched out <laughs> that's very true yeah uh, i agree spider always looks like it's about to attack or flee and attack yeah either way do they even sleep i wouldn't think they would but maybe you know. some of its eyes are sleeping yes yeah, when i thought can you even shut your little compound eyes are you just awake for the, you know, two months of your life? Maybe that's what kills them. <laughs> They'd get a little bit of sleep. They wouldn't die so damn young. Yeah. yeah. Less aggressive. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you've gone several days with no sleep, you know, you start getting real loony. Mm-hmm. It's fun for about, I don't know, an hour when you get real giggly for a while. And then you just, <laughs> things start not working well. <laughs> yeah. What's the longest you've been out? Uh, I think about four days. Mm. We tried to make it a week, my friend and I, because we thought that'd be a fun record to break. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then we found out they don't have that record because some people have died mm. and just gone without sleep so long that it's warped them permanently. And uh, yeah, so we I think we made it four days and it was getting real weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then for a while there, I, I lived where I didn't see the sun. I worked at night, so I came uh -huh. home, and, you know, it was dark, it was early, and then I just closed the blinds and got up when the sun went down. I felt like a vampire. Wow. Or a Norwegian. Or a Norwegian, One of the yeah. Two. Norwegian yeah. vampires. Double whammy. Death metal artist. Well, let's tell people what they're listening to. This is Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. You're Could listening. there be any doubt? I mean, do we even have to use our name anymore? Well, maybe don't not. people just recognize my voice? Don't <laughs> don't you just see the 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 graphic and know what the thing is? It's the Wilshire. Yeah, show. I mean, you you looked it up. You know what you picked. We didn't, we're yeah. not tricking you. Yeah. So it's uh you know, it's that podcast about yeah. horror movies. Three friends talking about a horror movie. Yeah, I hope you've heard it before. Mhm. Mm Moonrace. Yep. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're your hosts, so we're going to talk. Uh, yeah, I'm Will. Yeah, I'm Richard. I'm uh, Jolien. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name earlier. You caught me off guard, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, which name I'm using today. Oh, yeah, I know. You're gambling, Dad? FBI and all that. Oh, man. That's very so who wants to start Recently Watched? Um, I have nothing. I could start it. Go for it. Um, I was kind of in the mood for a comedy with uh, some of that, you know, bigger name actors, but doing some crazy stuff maybe you don't normally get to see them do. 
Uh, I ran across Fist Fight. This is from 2017. It stars Charlie Day. Now, if you've watched mm-hmm. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, he's the hysterical little weird one. Um, in this movie, he's hysterical little and weird. So uh, uh, Ice Cube is kind of his nemesis. He's another teacher at the same high school. He's got a fist. And he does. He got two of them, and he might just use them. Um, Jillian Bell... Tracy Morgan, Christina Hendricks, who you may know as Joan from Mad Men, and uh, Alexa uh, Neesonson. Now, these these uh, actors are all ready to go. It, it's going to... Like you know, spiders. Yeah. Yeah, they're not sleeping on their side with their legs kind of hanging out. Um, the plot is that uh, they're... Oh, and uh, Dean Norris from Breaking Bad played Hank. He's the principal, and he's got to do some budget cuts. And the guy from the Allstate commercials with the voice, he, he's like some administrator guy who comes in kind of near the end of the movie, but he's in it too. Okay. So they're going to be cutting like lots of jobs, getting people fired. And at some point, Charlie, Charlie Day's character, Andy Campbell, tries to throw Ice Cube's character, Strickland, kind of figuratively under the bus. Um, because one of them's going to get fired and he's kind of like, well, he did it. And now Ice Cube wants to kick his ass. And, uh, it, it, it gets to the point. It's the last day of school. It gets to the point where all the students know about the fight. It's going to happen at like three o'clock right after school. He's supposed to go to his daughter's, uh, talent show where he's going to do a father daughter routine with her. And, uh, it looks like he's not going to get there on time because he has to go and sit for his review where he may or may not get fired. And uh, hilarity does absolutely ensue. This is a ridiculous movie. I think I think the fight scene may go longer than uh, The Quiet Man with John Wayne. <laughs> How about uh, They, they Live? live? <laughs> Maybe longer than They Live. Oh, man. It goes on a long time. But... Uh, and of course, Ice Cube doesn't look like someone you'd want to mess with. He's got those crazy eyes, mm-hmm. and he actually is from a very dangerous neighborhood. So, uh, Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is fun. This is really just there's. They caught me by surprise with a few of their laughs. So, the rest of them, the stuff you would expect, is executed really well. Uh, you get all kinds of crazy stuff. Car chases, accidents, um, actual fights, uh, vandalism from the students. So, pranks. What's, what's the villain in this? What's the monster? Um, I because th- I can't imagine a movie without some sort of villain or terrible thing that happens. <laughs> I think re- really what it comes down to is people who bully you. Uh, and I think there's a hierarchy of it. Like the Mm -hmm. principal is bullying everybody by making them beg for their jobs or just threatening them with loss of their job. And then, uh, this tough teacher is, you know, letting this, uh, this weak, weird little teacher know that he's going to kick his ass and and making him dread it the whole time. And then the daughter is going to be doing the talent show, but she's really kind of freaked out about it because there's these girls that pick on her who are going to be sitting there watching her do her routine. And then they're just going to get up and, you know, win the thing because they always do. Mm-hmm. So. I uh, just meant because I don't watch comedies mm. or anything but horror. So <laughs> it's a foreign concept to me that a movie would be funny intentionally. Mm. 
And well, and the, I mean, sometimes gore is pretty funny, but <laughs> the the terror in this movie is pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so fair enough. I mean, it works. It, the the timing of it works pretty well. So I recommend that one. Um, it was on Hobo or Showtime or Paramount or one of those. I don't know. Hobo. Hobo. I wish it was Hobo. <laughs> Hobo Max. Hobo Max. Um, Hobo Man. Um, he was bit by a hobo. Now he has all the powers of a hobo. Riding right the rail. No one knows where the spaghetti feeds are. Uh-huh. All of that. Uh I watched an episode of Song Exploder. This is some TV show from when, I don't know. So, song Exploder? Song Exploder. Okay. It's a podcast. It was originally a podcast where people would talk about uh, a song and kind of take it apart into its, you know, its its pieces and its meaning and, um, and tell the story of how this song got made. Uh, there's a like a visual version of it, a TV version of it, um, for Netflix. I, I, I'm assuming it was made for Netflix. Uh, came out in 2020. And I didn't know about it until just a couple days ago. It popped up one of its previews that starts playing without you asking it to. And I went, huh, let's see what songs they do. And, um, they do, um, oh, what's that Nine Inch Nail song? Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> yes, that one. Uh, <laughs> How much is that puppy in the window? Yeah, yeah that's a good one, too. I it, love when Trent yeah, does that. Trent Reznor could bum you out with anything. Um, let's see. It yes, is... we have no bananas today. <laughs> it's hurt. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, what was the one? Johnny Cash did it. Um, hurt. Yeah. Um, I'm noticing as he ages and wears glasses, Trent Reznor's looking more like Steve Carell. Maybe they're the same person. You know, they could be. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know what the rest of the songs are like. They're by musicians maybe I'm not as interested in. But I've seen Nine Inch Nails a couple of times and uh, always really enjoyed their live show and I've always liked their albums. So it was like, oh, well... Let's get into maybe Trent's, because he was always like so guarded and weird back then. You know, you, they'd interview him and you didn't feel like he really got answers to the questions they'd ask. So now that he's maybe got a little more grasp on his emotions and how to articulate them, you get an idea of like, what were you going through at the time? I thought this, the music was self-evident of what he was going through at the time. I mean, you just <laughs> right. have to listen to the lyrics. Right. Read the little booklet that came But with. then you ask yourself. He uses could, no capital letters. Could it really be that bad, though? You've you got to wonder. But uh, no, he was uh, he was great in this. So, um, yeah, I really liked it. Laugh Riot the whole way through. Oh, yeah. Trent Reznor. He's, he's just really tickles the, it up. tickles the funny bone. I was listening to his soundtracks. Oh yeah, way more than yeah. His soundtracks are, yeah. I stopped listening to Nine Inch Nails sometime. Well, and there's there's origins of his soundtrack mentality, you know, going on in the Nine Inch Nails music. Like he talked about how he would watch something like Eraserhead or any other Lynch movie, and that that weird vibrating and or throbbing yeah, the drone droning sound, you know. And he's like, you know, it puts you in a place of discomfort and you don't know why. So he's, he's like, I had sounds I would find that would do that. 
like he, there's a hissing sound, like a, like almost mm-hmm. a static sound that he would play, and then like a low rumble, and he he knew that that would, you know, and then having uh, the same music being played twice but slightly out of tune, like when you hear the guitar strumming part and one of them is just slightly off tune, you know, this is all meant for discomfort. And he's just kind of, you know, as they add the stuff in, you know, track by track, you get to hear, you know, he's like, oh, here's what I was doing here. It's like, this isn't just a musician that came in and went, all right, man, here's what I want it to be like. No, this is, he's his own producer and a composer, really. So, yeah, you're right, though, the, the, um, the soundtracks are outstanding. And he's a Grammy winner. Or an Academy Award winner because of it. Yes, it's him and uh, Atkins Ross. Yeah, how wonderful to go from that um, that, that guy with the leather short pants on that breaks things <laughs> to someone who wins Academy Awards. The Cats and Jammer Kids? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, our listeners will get that reference. Uh huh. I'm I am current. I am up to date. Snapping. High five and the Cats and Jammer Kids reference. Right. There we go. Uh, For listeners, Cats and Jammer Kids was a comic strip from a million years ago. Like the 19 teens. Uh, Yeah, I think they started earlier than that. Probably probably the 1890s. (laughs) Maybe. What about Crazy Cat? When did Crazy Cat start? 20s. Uh, Yeah, 20s, late teens. For listeners who don't know, that's uh, the character on the shirt that Samuel L. Jackson's character Jules is wearing in the diner scene of Pulp Fiction. (laughs) And Pulp Fiction was a movie that came out in the 90s before you were born. Yeah, it's one of those old movies. There's no young people listening to this. No. I doubt it anyway. Um, Yeah, I'll tell you some, uh, some... some stories from the convention at some point in time that involve Pulp Fiction yeah, people. Yeah, you, you um, didn't do any name-dropping on the show about yeah, the I know, show you went to. Yeah, I normally like to. I, I could just drop a few names real quick for you here. Steve, uh, Dave, Michael, yeah, there Susan. Was, there was Stephen, there was Dwayne, there was... Um, <laughs> yeah, without the last names, it makes no sense. Um, Malcolm, <laughs> yeah. You're on first name basis with them all now. Aren't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. All friends. Yeah, we almost made eye contact. It was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at me. You look at me, you fucker. <laughs> but no, I was uh, I was at Rocky Mountain Nightmares convention. I did not know it was him at the moment. This guy looked familiar for some reason. It was the then gimp. Then you realized you owed him money. <laughs> no, thankfully I didn't. Uh, the gimp from Pulp Fiction, um, Stephen Hibbert, I think his last name is. How would you even recognize him? You wouldn't, but his picture was on the website as a guest. Oh, okay. So I was like, why do I know this guy? He's really tall. And uh, I mean, without the leather mask on and somebody drumming their fingers on his head you wouldn't recognize him but um there he was uh that could be anybody though yeah real nice guy anybody's checking that credential out (laughs) there have been people who've done that i know there was a lady who did a really really successful aretha franklin concert here in denver sometime late 60s early 70s people were blown away was not her (laughs) (laughs) No, I think there there have been actors where, well, people who weren't the actors who said they were, mm-hmm. who've done conventions. Um, let's see. I So Pulp Fiction. Okay. I also 
spent a good amount of time uh, talking with Dwayne Whitaker, who was um, Maynard from the pawn shop scene. Oh, okay. The one with the shotgun initially. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Robert Mukes, who was in House of a Thousand Corpses, the one that made me look like a little kid in the picture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm six feet tall, about 200 pounds. This guy makes me look like I'm 10 years old and short. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell, yes, met him briefly, got a picture with him, got an autograph for Brian. Um, and William Forsyth. Wow, he strikes me as somebody who uh, is pretty tough. It's from He's from Brooklyn. Um, judging by the fact that he had scars that looked like he had knee surgery, so... If you could endure Brooklyn and knee surgery, yeah, man, stay away from that guy. Should have gotten him to sign a copy of The Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible movie. No, he's a he's a really nice guy, though. I mean, the tough kind of comes through, but super nice. Who directed The Dark? I don't remember. John Bud Cardos. Oh yes, <clears throat> who also directed tonight's film. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Briefly hung out and talked with Bill Mosley and uh, talked a whole bunch with Daniel Roebuck. And uh, look From him. Sears and Roebuck? No, different Roebuck. <laughs> There's another timely reference for you kids. <laughs> Jeff Hitler, no relation. Steve Cougar Mellencamp. Steve Cougar Mellencamp, yeah. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> no, um, Daniel Roebuck was uh, most recently in the Munsters as Grandpa. So if that helps listeners at all, um, super nice. Living guy. off that catalog money, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, he is a huge Planet of the Apes nerd, and we're going to have him on the show. Really? Yeah, that's fantastic. We'll probably have to zoom it, but yeah, no, that's fine. We'll either zoom it or I'll try and get over to. Um, um, Horror Hound in Indianapolis in August. Okay. Yeah, I want to be in Indianapolis in August where it's nice and humid and really hot. Yeah. Well, I guess you go in the air-conditioned building and everything's cool. But um, yeah, so Daniel's super great um, with his fans. He's just really... Is he a bigger Planet of the Apes fan than Dana Gould? I think they what they need to do is... Put on some luchador masks that 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 have ape characters on them. Have a battle for the planet of the apes, and have a and battle. have a travel yes. uh, trivia contest. And yes, on all all uh, planet of the apes media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've discovered that from the book up to you know the recent movies. Everybody who knows about Planet of the Apes and digs it is friends with Dana Gould. Yeah. There's a network of nerddom that is really super connected here. Yeah. But yeah, those are those are some of the people I got to talk to. And more than anything, you know, the convention goers, just a great bunch of people. You know, I you see someone wearing a particular t shirt and have a conversation with them, you know, for a long time about that movie or other mm-hmm. things and um for listeners um who maybe don't know this if you're over some 40-something, if you're over 70, you fit right in. Um, now, if you're over 40-ish, 45, I don't know. If you like horror movies, you may also like um, pin-up art and uh, tiki mugs and tiki bars and, you know. Kitschy crap from kitschy crap 50 years ago. Kitschy crap from, be- <laughs> from just before you were born. 
I think that's what uh, it is. Kitschy crap from just before you were born. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, giant monsters, you know, that don't look real. Yeah. You know, uh, a Polynesia that never really existed. Yeah. There's music that goes with that. All fake. Yeah. Um, mid-century modern houses and furniture. Mm-hmm. All stuff from before you were born, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my crowd, apparently. It's an all right crowd. Yeah, I mean, there's worse people. <laughs> yeah. Couple, I guess. Maybe, yeah. if you search. <laughs> and I watched an episode, <laughs> back to the recently watched. <clears throat> I was going to spare you all the uh, convention crap, but... Since you asked, Jolie, and I, I, I did. I spilled. I thought people would be interested. <clears throat> well, yeah, especially yeah. maybe I was wrong. I'm sorry. No, you were not wrong. They're, they're they re- may have been interested, but it wasn't interesting. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. If I told you some of the crap we talked about. Now, I will tell you that I was in the bathroom at the same time as Kane Hodder, and I was really tempted to go because there was a good echo in there. But I thought, you know what? Let the man have a pee without someone bothering him. Yeah. So I just left him a couple urinals over and, you know, didn't, didn't taunt him. <laughs> just slapped him on the back when he was in midstream. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh, my good. friend said he was in the, in the public restroom somewhere and uh, he was at the urinal, only person in the restroom, and some guy came in with his little boy but he didn't he just heard a guy come in and and say can i help you with that <laughs> oh no and he was like what the hell he turned around and was like oh he he's got a kid he helping with his i don't know jumpsuit or what he's wearing mm-hmm. uh, yeah so. um let's see i watched an episode of missing dead or alive question mark um this uh this is where you kind of follow the police as they investigate a missing person who may have been killed by probably Somebody. a family, probably a family member or someone they know. Well, yeah. <clears throat> and you find Keep killing strangers for. Yeah. Why would anyone do that? That's just crazy. Yeah. Right. Makes sense to kill people close to you. You got it. You know, at least know. And then on Tubi, I watched an episode of paranormal something or other with Linnea Quigley. <laughs> Paranormal something or other. Yep. It was a good title. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't bad, but... Was she nude the whole show? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it's not from long ago enough to where the, yeah. the producers would have wanted to do that. Because CGI they're... now? Yeah, this is true. You know? Yeah, so... Um... They de-aged people movies looks terrible that <laughs> mostly doesn't look great no and they don't sound like a young person or move like a young person <laughs> yeah it's totally believable it's like an old person wearing a young suit yeah it's weird that's it for me Julian. any other ones from you uh, uh well as we're doing a late 70s critters uh i watched ants Oh wow! AKA Panic at Lakewood Manor. Ooh. AKA I've not seen that one. It happened at Lakewood Manor. From 1977, the Golden Year. Yes. Of uh, TV horror movies, uh, directed by Robert Shearer, who did worked on a lot of the Star Trek series. 
Uh, this stars Linda Day George, Robert Foxworth, Myrna Loy. Myrna Loy? Mm-hmm. There's another reference for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Bernie Casey, star of Gargoyles. Oh, okay. And uh, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. You'll know him. He's, he's yeah, one of those ex-football players, actors. Yeah. Well, you just say gargoyles, I picture him. <laughs> uh, Brian Dennehy okay. as a fire chief. So over the course of one day, ants emerge from a work site by Myrna Loy's hotel. People get bitten, dangle from ladders, set off a motor fire and get buried alive. And Hitchhiker changes costume about six times. The bad guy has a great exit. It's hysterical. So get his come up and oh yeah Excellent. it's good it's good all right ants it's got some really yeah this is one of the, one of the best uh, tv horror Excellent. It, it's got it just goes goes to hysterical extremes like all the this crazy stuff that happens uh and there's this great uh <laughs> scene where they figure out that um the ants won't attack them if they stay perfectly still and mm. breathe slowly so this classic scene where they're like grouped together in this room and um, they tear off strips of wallpaper and make rolls out of it so that they can breathe through it. And they're staying perfectly still and they're covered with ants. I like that. And that sounds familiar, so I feel like I've <laughs> I seen this. See this. Yeah, and there's this great... Uh, uh, you you figure out what it is after a bit, but they use this optical effect to suggest um, ants swarming over structures mm-hmm. you don't know what it is at first it's, it's this kind of grey blob that's <laughs> covering the, the scenery what is that and then people are pointing at it and they eventually explain what you're supposed to be looking at oh okay <laughs> they looked at the dailies and somebody said what are those <laughs> like in the deadly bees when they just threw coffee grounds in a air chamber well, like yeah a... that's how Mario Barber did it but, um, fair enough what you could do yeah. Right. Yeah, la- last last episode I almost picked the birds. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll do that soon. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. We should watch that again. Yeah. Yeah, I like um um Kingdom of the Spiders, a lot of the uh tarantulas and buildings are painted on. Yeah. Yeah, so, there's uh there's quite a few fake tarantulas in this that are not moving at right. all. Stuck to something, you know. Apparently the the uh, the crew who were left to clean up did a bit of a rush job, so you can you could still see some of the tarantulas painted on buildings. Oh, cool! Years to come. Anyway, that was Ants. Here's another tarantulas movie for you from 1977. Uh, tarantulas: The Deadly Cargo. Okay. Um, this is directed by Stuart Hagman, who did uh, the Strawberry Statement. Um, and this... who doesn't remember that movie? This, this stars uh, Claude Atkins, uh, Deborah Winters, Pat Hingle, <laughs> yeah. and the great Tom Atkins. Uh, Atkins flies some coffee from Ecuador, along with an army of tarantulas. Uh, progresses as usual. There's another fire moat. Uh, but the storytelling gets really wobbly in the second half, as the spiders, which we're told aren't even tarantulas, prove to be more of a threat to the local fruit than the residents of Finleyville. Climax involves people standing around while someone agitates a box of wasps and a couple of fake bits of drama pad out the runtime. Mm, hmm. I believe I've seen this one. The coffee sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. and, and then when you go the second 
part falls apart. And yeah, I yeah, think I've seen this one. The, yeah, they're all concerned about saving the oranges in this warehouse. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it gets pretty dull in the second half. But Anyway, in the first half, we've got Tom Atkins, so worth watching. Yeah, yeah okay. He's always fun. That's it. Wow. So, Julian, you chose Kingdom of the Spiders. Mm. This is a um, late 1977 release. Um, this was um, this was a um, made-for-TV movie, or did it just end up there? No, this this it's did have a, a movie. Movie, I no, think. you're right because I do remember looking that the box office was really impressive on it. Um, I think they spent a million on it. And uh, made seventeen million, if I remember right. Yeah. I know some of these movies, like Ants, was uh, were released uh, theatrically in Europe. Okay. Mm. Yeah, this one uh, ended up on TV though. Yeah. Like it didn't take long either, <coughs> because they knew there was a market for it there. Mm-hmm. You know. But... She noticed that the uh, the title logo is the Home Improvement logo. Oh, is same it? font, and it's the little house. Oh, that's funny. I'm pretty sure it's the same font, anyway. I didn't do any research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking at the... Uh, I was going to look it up, but then I decided I had better things to do. <laughs> yeah, I just went to the page now. Yeah, it was a million-dollar budget. They made $17 million. Wow. Talk about return on investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much of that million do you think went to Shatner? Not much at this time. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't he, doing a whole lot. Yeah, he wasn't... Um, it was uh, pre-T.J. Hooker days, so he yeah. wasn't making money. Pre-Star Trek, the motion picture. Oh, yeah, That's he had right. that coming up. Yeah, it was like a year or two later, wasn't it? Mm, 79? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we're talking about, like, William Shatner had that... Probably a, a bit of a drought between end of Star Trek yeah, and... Yeah, right. so he did Devil's Reign. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which begat... The life mask, which begat Michael Myers. Yep. Um, he was in, uh, was it Succubus or something? That's all Incubus. In es- Incubus. It's all in Esperanto. Yeah. yeah, he was in three really interesting horror movies. Yeah. Well, I, I think you should explain for any listeners who aren't familiar, what is Esperanto? Because this is fascinating. It's a made-up universal language. Is it more of a mishmash? Kind of. It's got some Spanish in it. Yeah, it's got some Spanish in it. <laughs> <laughs> so they mashed some Spanish into it. <laughs> let's, let's look up Esperanto so maybe we can get an actual definition. It's the paella of uh, linguistics. <laughs> yeah, it's the paella of linguistics, exactly. Damn, now I want paella. Esperanto. Ooh, there's an Esperanto translator. Sure. Now, this is some... Four people still speak Esperanto. (laughs) Well, if you can believe Wikipedia, it says the world's most widely spoken constructed international auxiliary language. (laughs) I believe that. Or the only one. Um, Created by the Warsaw-based ophthalmologist L.L. Zamerhof in 1887, it was intended to be a universal second language for international communication or the, quote, international language. Um. It was first described, uh, Zamenhof first described the language in Dr. Esperanto's International Language, which is a book he, he published under the su- pseudonym Doctoro Esperanto, 
or Dr. Esperanto. Um, wow, you speak Esperanto. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I learned it in high school. Did, Did you? you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't even learn Spanish, so. Yeah. Um, well, what is it and who speaks it? I'm not even going to click on that. I was going to find the translator, though. <clears throat> See if I can uh, translate the title "Kingdom of the Spiders." <laughs> Esperanto translator. Okay. Kingdom of the spiders. <laughs> Leaving all this like typing and yawning. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> It's all the computer hacking you need. We're in. <laughs> you gotta say we're in. Otherwise it won't work. <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> I love those ones that are sitting at some sort of a 90s keyboard and then you go see I've got a 3D model of the interior of this bag vault. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I love uh, Law and Order did a lot but they'd be like we called it the NASA supercomputer, but they're like, enhance that image. Yes. Rotate it. <laughs> Rotate a flat picture. Get the hell out of here. Two-dimensional. Yes. Two-dimensional, and it's like two pixels yeah, of a... Enhance a low-res yeah. like, satellite picture, and you've got like a number plate down to the rear. Exactly. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Oh. Okay, here goes. Kingdom of the Spiders. Regno de la Rainiage. Rainiage. Regno. I don't know that it's really said that way. Regno. Regno de la Araniage. Yeah, okay. I thought it was Aranija Neoge. <laughs> <clears throat> so Kingdom of the Spiders. Yeah. Yeah. We uh not an Esperanto. We uh we're in Arizona. Yeah. Wow. Central Arizona. Mm, I'd say more southern Arizona. Do they have tarantula migrations there? That's yeah. a, or is that a New Mexico thing? Uh, it's all over the southwest. Did, have you ever seen one of these happening? Uh, I've seen them cross the road. Like in groups or just... Uh-huh, yeah, them? big, big, you know, uh, crowd of them walk, walk. One in front, the lollipop. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And he's marching with it. <laughs> and they sing. So what was it like to see that for the first time? Mm, it's pretty neat. I bet. Uh, I think I was more impressed by the locust because they covered the highway once and it went on for miles. Wow. And they were big black <clears throat> locusts. And I'd only seen little brown grasshoppers ever. They're going to feed the world, man. Locusts? Yep. Eat the world. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah, they're going to eat the world, but then we're going to eat them. That's all right. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. Crunchy. You yeah. Know? So the uh, cow that's <clears throat> killed in the first of this movie, you know, made me feel bad. Mm. <gasps> it's like, oh, he's so cute. Why am I yes. eating him? Yeah, it's a lovely little calf. Because he tastes delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... I wouldn't eat him if they didn't make him out of meat. Yeah, this, um, this, this starts... <laughs> Hey, they're making meat in laboratories now. So maybe this could all be avoided. Yeah. So um, this movie starts with a um, with Dr. Robert Hansen, known as Rack. 
He's a vet in rural Verde Valley, Arizona. So you were saying we're in central Arizona. We got a dead calf. Uh huh. Emergency call to the vet. And I wondered how many calves they had to use to get one that would look at the camera. All sad. You know, and turn its head when something was moving in the grass because I'm sure a lot of them were indifferent, indifferent <laughs> to, to the all. world around them. Yeah. Um, the calf appears to be sick for no reason at all. Uh huh. And then um, Hansen examines the calf, which dies shortly afterward. I don't know if that says much for his abilities as a doctor, but uh, he, um, he can't explain what ma- made the animal go so ill so quickly. <laughs> He's a vet, not a doctor. <laughs> and the farmer's played by Woody Strode. Yeah, um, he is. Is that the um, the football player guy? Yeah, he's another football player turned actor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, he's like a he was like the go-to guy back in the fifties for um, you know, westerns and <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, he was in like Spartacus and uh, he was in Sergeant Rutledge. Yeah, he, he's like this, he, you know, amazing physique, mm-hmm. noble looking guy. Yeah. He was like the the pre Sidney Poitier, Sidney Poitier. Proto Sidney Poitier. Yeah, it's like if they wanted to do a movie where you have this like very noble black guy. Yeah. Yeah, this guy definitely fit that bill. So let's cast him as a farmer. Yeah. It's like, you know, we could make him the guy from the CDC or how about a farmer? Give him some bib overalls. He's a farmer. And his wife looks like she might be his daughter. Mm. She's so young. (laughs) Seems weird. Some things in Hollywood never change. Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, yeah. What? Okay. So what happens next? Um, Rack sends the... uh, Sample off to somewhere, and uh, a lady from the somewhere comes down. I'm really telling this story good. <laughs> the lady from the something from the paranormal something or other. <laughs> yeah, she comes down. She determines that they're ghost spiders. <laughs> That's right. From all the, uh, you know, uh, the ghost dimension. Yeah, the the migrations when they're killed, you know, mm-hmm. the the ghost spiders or the spider ghosts are now attached to the environment they're in. Brilliant. Be that the desert or a space shuttle, because we're going to get to Kingdom of the Spiders in space at some point. I'd say right. around five or six, part five or six. So there. she's the spider exorcist. Yeah, although she's replaced by a different actress in the second film and then characters completely forgotten from then on yeah it gets a bit confusing it does with the time travel time travel tarantulas not very good time tarantula time tarantulas <laughs> a sequel to time bananas <laughs> yes time tarantula look out that's a time tarantula if it bites you it'll send you somewhere in time and you can do <clears throat> time tarantula versus lava lantula ooh lava lantulas I had those once at a really good Mexican restaurant. Before or after you ate them? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, um, so, uh, Colby's farm, um, where the calf was, this guy Colby is, um, 
Woody Strode's character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's uh, let's let's see. They have one cow. Yeah, they're running a farm with a single cow. <laughs> they're they're single cow, but yeah, they're they've got like corrugated fencing and a cow. That's their yeah. Farm. They got one cow. They have a bull at some point. <laughs> and then point. it's desert. It's like, yeah, and you're like, how are you making it? I guess it's easy to do if you've only got one head of cattle. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a short work day. Then you can go have another job. Yeah, the cattle yeah. drive is literally just driving it somewhere, <laughs> walking it from the barn to the house and back. Yeah, so um, so the blood is sent to a lab in Flagstaff. That's right, Flagstaff. Yeah. Um, Diane Ashley, an arachnologist, arrives to tell Hansen that the calf was killed by a massive dose of spider venom. Of course, um, Rack is skeptical of this, and, uh, and uh, the doctor tells him that uh, she wishes to examine the carcass and the area where it became sick. And he um, takes her there. Now, she's not green, so nothing happens between them yet. But they have a nice meat cute. Yes, I was going to say you're overlooking the meat cute. When yeah. She mistakes him for the gas station attendant. <laughs> yeah, she's a city slicker who pulls up Total in a convertible. And, uh, convertible and Mercedes. He's, he's, he's got his cowboy hat on. and mm-hmm. So she mistakes him for... For some bumpkin. For a hick. (laughs) A hick that's running the pump. Uh, It's only got eight fingers, but... (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And you also overlooked the the, uh, subplot where uh, Rack is flirting with his sister-in-law. She's flirting with him more, though. I don't know. He seems a little... He says some things that are like... Yeah, he says, maybe we will... Yeah, and then he says something like, they say something about, you know, the the old saying, why buy the cow when you get the milk free or something. Mm-hmm. And he says, maybe I'll milk you. And it just is so wrong yeah. and yeah, distasteful. She's, she's the widow of his brother yeah. who died in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And he lassos her and takes her to the ground in some right. weird cowboy courtship ritual. <laughs> and... uh yeah, she calls him John, which is his brother. He gets mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing wrong with that whole interaction. No, no. I mean, he's... People he, throughout the movie should have called him John, though. That would have been great. John, oh, I mean Rack, because they were twins. Yeah. Rack. Where does he get the name Rack? He That's, goes into it. He's got huge tits when he, under that <laughs> shirt. <laughs> he's wearing a sports bra. <laughs> this comes when the, uh, he, uh, he he basically um, runs her off the road. Oh, yeah. And picks her up. Literally. Oh, yeah. He kidnaps her and it's all meet cute. It's adorable. Yeah. Even though they only met a couple hours ago. He goes to a restaurant and he tells her the story of his brother. and yeah. And why he's called Rack, which is because they hung out in a pool bar or something. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah. Rack him up. I just watched this. I don't remember that. <laughs> but. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she go, they, they both go out to the farm. The Colby farm. And they find the nest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dead dog. So that answers yeah. the question, does the dog die? Yes. Don't, don't see it getting killed. No. No. 
Which seems- I was thinking somebody should make a horror movie called Does the Dog Die? In which the dog is like Cujo or something. You know, so you want it to die, but you know, you play that all up. Like people who who hate seeing dogs die would be like, God, I want this dog dead already. You see, um, this movie that came out this year is like this European movie um, about this like guy who run has a run in with the Nazis and he 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 becomes this like killing machine. It's called Sisu. No. No, but I I've, I'm down for it already. Oh yeah, but there's like several trailers for it. You just check it out; it's hysterical. Um, but he has this little dog. So one of the trailers they put out after a while was um, uh, t- to reassure people that, that the dog didn't die. The t- <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's even helped me back from watching things if I know the a right. dog or cat dies. You yeah. Know, like, do I want to see that? Uh, not really. <laughs> but uh, it's just a movie, so. Yeah. Unless it's Italian, I'm unless, I'm pretty sure it was fake. Unless it's tarantulas. Yeah, they probably stepped on some real tarantulas. I know they killed them with the foam, I'm sure. Now, is this one environmental horror in the sense that it's supposed to be the heavy use of pesticides killing their food supply, yeah. and now they're turning on... Yeah, they have to, livestock they have and to, humans. They're out of their own food because of pesticides. And now they want revenge. What do they eat? Gnats? Other bugs. Yeah. Other spiders. Yeah. Small birds. Small reptiles. Small children. <laughs> <laughs> the kid from Babadook. Yeah. Yeah. Spider victim. <clears throat> yeah. So they, um, th- they're going to set fire to the hill to take care of the problem. <clears throat> yeah. It's very vague that um, so his his he loses his brother in Vietnam, where they used defoliants and stuff. So I wondered if that was echoed in the um, the spiders attacking, you know, coming back to bite us. Yeah, literally okay. because you know, we're, we're using pesticides yeah. and whatnot, and destroying their food supply. Paraquat. Yeah, human paraquat. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the weirdest lines from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, we we uh, we start seeing human victims next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not unlike uh, killer clowns from outer space, where they c- cocoon somebody in the in the in the uh, cotton candy. Yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like that. We yeah, we get um, oh, who is it? His sister-in-law gets killed saving his niece. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Colby ends up um, getting attacked by a bunch of tarantulas. And drives and... his truck off a cliff. <laughs> it's not an American movie from the 70s unless you drive a, a truck off a cliff. <laughs> and preferably a big fireball ensues. Um, at some point, they get a crop duster out. And there's spiders in it. And it kills the pilot. That's such a good scene. Oh, my God. So he's... First, he, 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 he's got all these, like... Uh, you know things that he's killed he's got little decals on his plane and he draws this amoeba on it and you think oh okay that's supposed to be a spider yeah (laughs) but it's this amoeba it's got like 10 legs (laughs) yeah Yeah, and he just starts screaming and then there's like a million spiders in his lap yeah and he flies loops and all over the place till he crashes yeah and that's like that's like not stunt people there that's like William Shatner and Tiffany Bolling. 
Yeah. Then they blew but, that okay, barn we're up. We're going to fly this plane into this gas station. <laughs> and you should just run. <laughs> yeah. It looked like uh, 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 not as blatant as some movies, but maybe they were a little closer than they had wanted to be. <laughs> Um, you know, like, ooh, we gotta, <laughs> yeah, we only had that one shot, and you know, so, um, and then they get in, uh, they go to the hotel mm-hmm. and they fortify themselves inside, yeah. So, it's them and some tourists, like, there's a couple from Colorado, Colorado, yes, and uh, so they're, they're all shacked up in this hotel. Yeah, and, and the then, wife and looked the... like a Chucky doll. <laughs> She's freaky looking. Uh, and there's this mass attack in the town. <clears throat> yes, and everybody's getting bitten. Yeah. And they're jumping on the cop's car. Right. And for some reason, the water tower is in the middle of the road. Yes. So he runs into the legs and it falls on top of him and kills him. Yeah, he and... gets smashed like a bug. Yeah, exactly. And then there's uh, you see a kid getting attacked on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no mercy. <clears throat> no, the spiders are after everybody. And then uh, so we go back to the survivors in the hotel, and the spiders are coming through the air vents. And uh, <clears throat> there's no stopping them. No, and they keep coming through the. <clears throat> what bothered me is they come through the air vents, and then they're like. Let's turn on the air conditioner. And they come through and they act like the, the scene just before didn't happen. Like, <laughs> what's happening? Where are they coming from? Like, we just went through this. And it happens a couple times in the in the finale of this. It's like, mm-hmm. they see the problem, they act against it, and then it happens again and they act like they don't have any clue. So good. Um, yeah, so when... Uh... When they start going after the people kind of more, I wouldn't say one-on-one, but when they're making more personal attacks on the people of the town, um, shouldn't they just get the hell out? They're trying to, but the spiders were ready. They made like a a spider version of a human chain across the road? Yeah, you know. They got in at night and they... Disrupted people's cars, pulled distributor caps, let air out of tires, they, you know. They t- take out the switchboard operator. Yeah, yeah, so they couldn't get any calls going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or homespun wisdom. And she is played by the uh, uh, Betty Bolling, who's the mother of Tiffany Bolling. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, um... Yeah, how does this thing wrap up here? Let's see. Oh, it's got a great yeah, wrap up. Classic. And it, saying wrap up is perfect. Well, yeah, um, yeah. The, there's the big zinger ending. How do we end up there? Um, oh, you know what? We we can't get to that without talking about William Shatner covered in spiders. Mm. Yes. If anyone ever doubts his acting ability, watch this scene, and you will you'll see what he can do. Yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> He's got a flashlight. Some people get bitten once and they die. He gets bitten like 25 times. Seems okay. Well, yeah, they tell you it's like five times more poisonous than standard spider venom. Uh-huh. Store-bought spider venom. Yeah, over the counter. Yeah, this is prescription-only spider venom. 
Yeah. Yeah, in the movie they're like super poisonous. Yeah, but I just mean they're real life is not. It, it's worse uh, than the beast, some it? people in the movie get bitten, you know, a couple yeah, times right. and they die. It, yes, he's just covered in them, and they're all he's covered in bites, and he seems yeah kind of affected for a little bit. Apparently, it was a bit of an ordeal to get that spider stuck on his face. They had to try out different ways of just sticking it on his face. Yeah. For spiders that are supposed to be attacking people, they just want it to go away. <laughs> yeah, they want to get in something dark and yeah. little and hide. Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> so they have to like hit them with like air blowing yeah. machines of some sort. Yeah, a little burst of air will make them go. Yeah, they don't have to, you know, chase them with a big lighter or anything like that. No, you can pick them up. Yeah, a lot uh, of people they do. They will bite you. So, uh, but it's not poisonous. So the, the, the hair hair is very itchy. They, they uh-huh. make uh, itching powder from the hairs, don't they? Uh, yeah, some South American ones throw the hair at you. Uh. I don't know if the North American was the one. I don't remember that. I know once you picked them up, the hair would yes. bother you. And if they bit you, they had a dirty mouth, so you mm. could get infected, I so suppose. You should but, clean that out right away, yeah. either way. I mean, any animal bite i suppose you want to clean out right away yeah or plant <laughs> yeah if you're in a weird situation and plants are biting yep. clean those wounds oh yeah for sure same with people unless they're <laughs> zombies and then you're fucked <laughs> yeah unless you have plot armor then you can probably take a couple bites or you're william shatner you're william shatner you know ah yeah, the spiders broke a window. <coughs> As spiders are known to do. Yeah, don't <laughs> underestimate them, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, and... Once they unionize, they can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're like the movie, the movie Critters. They could form a big ball, come rolling after you. Yeah. They could get in a truck and drive it around the town. They were trying to take over the airplane, but... Yes. Their plan didn't quite work. Couldn't quite work controls and the brakes at the same time. No. And, you know, deciding who was going to actually see and pilot and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and they're tarantulas. They're not known for flying. Yeah, it's, it's great, though, that the the um, the reason that, uh, that rack is in the basement is to change a blown fuse. Yeah. Kind of felt like the spiders were luring him downstairs. <laughs> I think they probably were. It's all yeah. part of the plan, people. Yeah. <clears throat> um, of course, once the spiders conquered the town, then they felt kind of empty. Yeah. Didn't know where to go from there. No more dragons to slay. Yeah. Yeah, they um, <clears throat> they hunker down. Um, the next day, the survivors uh, hook up a radio receiver and listen for news. Of their situation, of the attacks <clears throat> or whatever, and uh, turns out that the radio is not talking about that at all, mm-hmm. because nobody cares about your small town. Yeah. Um, but the uh, <clears throat> no, the world at large doesn't even seem to know about it. And no. then we get the <clears throat> then we get the zinger ending um, when when uh, Rack pries the uh, the boards off of the windows. Who wants to tell it? whole town the pullback shot 
and uh, the whole town is uh, covered in webs, <laughs> which is probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> they should have done a, like a crane shot of uh, Shatner falling to his knees and screaming, "No, <laughs> tarantula!" <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, was it a satisfying ending the first time you saw it? Yes. I mean, I was a kid. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also liked Kiss a lot. Kiss and the Kingdom of the Spiders. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss meets the Phantom of the Kingdom of the Spiders. Yes. There's a Phantom of the Kingdom of the Spiders. <laughs> So, they never made a sequel. They threatened to several times. Mm-hmm. What do you think that could have been like? He he wanted to do one where he's in a... So many proposed sequels seem to take place in asylums. But So, he, he's in an asylum and he's, a, he's afraid of spiders and... Okay. He's hallucinating or something. Yeah, I forget what it is, but yeah, he's, he's, um, he's in some institution. <clears throat> He goes to Hawaii, <laughs> and big crabs get him. <laughs> he thinks he's they're marching be... all over the beach. He finds out there's no spiders of that sort in Hawaii. Yeah, there's no spiders that can get him, you know, uh, like that. Uh, um, I else? don't, I don't know if this is true, but if you're to believe Wikipedia, listen to this bit. Um, do you know about the spider wranglers? Yeah. Yes. I mean, do you know specifically about what happened in for the production of the movie? They they wanted to get a whole bunch of live tarantulas, and they were going to pay what ten bucks per spider yep. or something, and they ended up with five thousand real tarantulas. Oh my god! So that means half of the budget <clears throat> went toward just spiders. On a one million dollar budget, five hundred thousand dollars went toward. Just hairy spiders. That's rude to call Shatner a hairy spider. <laughs> uh, I had a friend who was a bug wrangler on a little motion picture that was shot in Deming. Oh, really? Uh, David Carradine was the star. Mm. Made a big drunken ass of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody really? in town hated him. Yeah, I know. It's they, surprising. They, they didn't know about putting that in the contract. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, this was like the rap party. Oh, okay. He, just, he got belligerent. I didn't go, but yeah, I had a friend who, uh, he collected bugs, so they were looking for a bug wrangler, and he's like, yeah, I I have some pet tarantulas and the scorpion, and I think there's a scene in a cave, and he had to put the bugs out. Make, <laughs> make sure they're in the foreground of the shot. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. I never sat through the movie, because it looks awful. Mm. Maybe I should watch it now. Maybe. If I can find it. Yeah, my, um, so, uh, a friend of a friend had, uh, had a, uh, key part in making a Carradine movie in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I, I think they filmed it actually mostly in Hayden Lake, which is five miles away. But, uh, it was interesting. Um, I found out that it was, it had to be in, in David Carradine's contract, like he's not allowed to show up drunk or drink while filming. Mm-hmm. And if you don't put that in his contract, you're going to get what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, he's the kind of guy who could not get paid $10 million to do a movie, but he could get paid a million dollars to do 10 movies Yeah, each. So, um, yeah, I, I know a little bit of inside info on that stuff, but um, without going into too much of it, I could just say that they made a perfectly fine, you know, that type of movie. His dad was such a professional. He'd show up drunk. Mm. Yeah. And he'd hit his lines, hit his mark. Yeah. And go home. Yeah. There was, <clears throat> there was no slurring or falling down. It was like, just make the movie properly. Yeah. What kind of boozer are you? <laughs> but enough about the Carradines. Um, what do you guys think of this one? I like it. I mean, yeah. it's nothing great, but it's fun to watch. William Shatner chew the scenery and spiders get people. Mm-hmm. Jolene, same. Yeah, I was, always liked this one. When did you first see it? I don't know. When kiddos guess. Yeah, I saw it. It made it to some... the it made it to the TV like network TV within a year or two of yeah. being in the theaters. <clears throat> that which was common back then. It would take one or two years, unless mm-hmm. it was a huge hit. Then it would take about three or four. I think yeah. After spending the money on the cast and the the spider wrangling they they didn't have enough money for an original score so it's library cues you'll recognize from twilight zone oh interesting and, uh, and then one of the cues is also used in rabid there's this distinct like shock sting okay cue that comes up ah that's very interesting so um yeah, no, no sequels, um, no real remakes. You, you could call Arachnophobia <clears throat> a remake, but... Um, they didn't have a kingdom. Yeah, it was right. just a house, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. just a small town, but... House of the Spiders. House of the Spiders. No. House of 10,000 Spiders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like this one, too. I mean, I, I see it as... Because I saw it on television, I see it as kind of in that same category of made-for-TV movies. Because quality-wise, it's not that different than made-for-TV movies. Mm-hmm. Not much. It just kind of has the same feel, the same vibe. Except for Shatner's nude scenes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. That's, if you don't put it in, your con- in his contract, <laughs> yes. he will have a nude scene. It won't be a nude scene in the script, but he will be nude for the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Damn Canadians. Yeah, it was just a matter of like like we were talking about a a year or two and they're making that that Star Trek the motion picture. Wow. What a what a uh, second life for his career at Mm -hmm. that point. TJ Hooker, man. Yeah. Eighty one. Heather Locklear. Yeah. Yeah, he he had everything going on, didn't he? Yeah, no. Hooker's a good cop. <laughs> the cop's a good hooker. I just remember him holding on the windshield wipers a lot. Yeah, he was riding a... on someone's hood. And they even made fun of that on SNL when he hosted. Yeah, yeah. They... He did it several times. It was his go-to stunt, I guess. Yeah, they they did a whole bit where uh, in the sketch he was hanging on the hood and just kind of. They ended up driving through the country, <laughs> and he's on his radio. He's like, oh, it's not a bad hood. You know, the weather's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
It's a Shatner movie. I think this is the first one we've done that is... No, 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 no. Devil's Reign. Mm-hmm. I take it back. It's our second Shatner movie we've done. Watch Incubus next. Well, I guess you could... I mean, his face is in the Halloween movies, but... Yeah. He's not behind it. How so. we could have done a Shatner movie. We've done so many movies. Who can remember? Yeah, 350. I was looking for a Leonard Nimoy animal 70s horror pick because we have Night of the Leapus with McCoy. Yes. And yeah. we have Kingdom of the Spiders. Kingdom of the Spiders with uh, Kirk. Yeah. Spock needed one. Yeah, he was in, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers the year after this. Yeah. That was great. And he was doing it in <clears throat> search of. Yeah, but he So that probably took a lot of his time. He couldn't do like one, you know, I don't know what the animal would have been, but... Mm. Caterpillars. Yeah. Well, actually, Squirm came out in Evening 77, of, I think, so. Evening of the Caterpillars. Evening of the Caterpillars. Sounds pleasant. Retirement home of the Caterpillars. <laughs> right. So, uh, he didn't do one then, huh? I not Or that I you couldn't uncover one, at least. Yeah. Huh. Well, he was in uh, Them. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Them, so wrong decade, but... I guess that counts. Which we did cover. Yeah. We did them versus them. Mm-hmm. That, that episode was two, two different thems that we covered. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was in that. Yep. Just looking very young and very logical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the brain eaters. The brain eaters, yeah. He's in something called the brain eaters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. An alien in a spacecraft. Very nice. <laughs> It's called Spock? No. Something like that. Yeah. Spack? Yeah. It's got pointy ears. It's got, yeah. Green blood. Yeah. It's half human. So, Will, this clock's in at 89 minutes. It's beautiful. Yeah. They had a whole minute to play with. Yeah. I mean, they probably cut the nude scene and that was it. Yeah. They tried to cut around it, but... He won't let you. He's front and present with the camera all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. If you're un- really unlucky, the thrusting starts, but... Or he does a move called the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to get that occasionally, yeah. I don't doubt that some actors have done things like that, you know? Yeah, I'm like, sure. Like we were talking about the rap party. Uh, well, I know, I know. The Marx Brothers famously uh, went to the uh, studio head's office for they were battling for some reason, and they took all their clothes off and sat on his couch and cooked <laughs> potatoes on his fireplace, and waited till he came back. And he came in, and all four Marx Brothers are naked, cooking potatoes wow. in your office. What do you do? Yeah. So to get them out, he had to agree to their. Their terms. Their stipulation and their terms, yeah. That's that's a cool fucking move, man. They were zany. To, to, to our listeners, the uh, Marx Brothers were the adult form of the Cats and Jammer kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. We might remember them. I believe Myrna Loy was a big fan. Yeah. She was hot, too. Very. Yeah. Yep. 150 uh, years ago. Yeah, th- this is... Um... <laughs> Yeah, this is a different era for a lot of our listeners, I'm sure. And we start talking about, you know, Marx Brothers Martin and things Jeff. like that. But one thing I will say that Barney Google and Sparkplug <laughs> is that if you if you think that there weren't any dirty jokes that got 
past anybody, man, Groucho Marx, he he would say some stuff that could be taken two different ways, but it was certainly meant one way. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, we, I mean, if you listen to the lyrics of "Lady of the Tattooed Lady," yeah. <laughs> Ah, Groucho. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he would do that TV show called You Bet Your Life. Yeah. And he'd say some things that, I don't know how the censors missed it. Or... Did anybody ever lose their life on that show? No, he never shot anyone. <laughs> you know, like the trap door and the floor opens and they just fall into a pit. And then the credits roll. Like, oh, I guess they lost. They bet their life and they lost. Yeah. Into the car crusher with you. <laughs> I don't want to go. It was a stupid question. They've been crushed in the car crusher and credits just rolling. Yeah. It's coming down slowly. And you see him. Brought to you by Chrysler. Getting lower and lower. <laughs> You know, I really should look up some of the things that he said on live television or on, you know, pre-recorded television that he got away with. Yeah. Because it was a lot. It was all the time with him, which I really admire. Yeah. You know, uh, he died the day before Elvis died, and Elvis's <sighs> death completely overshadowed his. That's yeah, just rude. Yeah. Nice going, Elvis. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we all sort of uh, give this one a lukewarm recommend. It's more than Luke. It's uh, it's warm. Yeah, warm recommends. Yeah, Julian. You know. Yeah, if you liked uh, Tiffany Bolling in this, I recommend uh, a movie she did called Wicked Wicked. Wicked Wicked. Okay. From 1973. It's filmed in Duo Vision. Duo Ooh. Vision. And it's at this like beautiful hotel. And uh, so it's it's you know it's like, it's like it's those sequences in Brian De Palma movies where you got two things going on. Yeah. And uh, but it's like that for the entire movie. It's kind of hard to watch, isn't it? It's really good. I'll have uh, to well, check it out. I know they did. I'm not, it's not great, but it's, it's it's really interesting. Yeah. It's got this like killer in a hotel. Um. Yeah, in the 90s, they did one where it was four frames. So There's like four movies going on at once. They were all tied together somehow. But mm. I just remember thinking, like, I don't know that I can watch four screens at once yes. and get a whole lot of out of it, out of it. But I never watched the film, and now I've forgotten the name. Mm. Four frames, I think. Yeah. I made that up. I don't know. No, there's a movie called Four Rooms. But not they, that one. Yeah, where they did split the screen sometimes, but not the whole movie. No, yeah. Now that Tim Roth is hilarious in that. Um, shall we call it a show? It's a show. All right, listeners. Thank you for listening. Ah, the spiders. <laughs> <laughs>